When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, welcome to Run Home with Joel and Fletch. Uh, for your Friday fun times, yes, that's right, it is the prof and the sock today. Is the is it the 15th of November today, sock? It is, uh, 17th. Close. 17th? Yep. Ah. <laughs> mm. oh, well, good afternoon, Sydney, Brisbane, Gold Coast, um, and other listeners around the SEN network. Uh, you're listening to us all around the world, I know that, on the SEN app. Uh, why don't you let us know where you're listening from? Um, how do they... Online, do they, guys? Do they? Sorry, Brooksy, welcome. How are you? Oh, good afternoon. How do people around the world let us know where they're listening from? Well, you can get on the socials. Get at on the Joel socials. Fletch SEN. You've got the Instagram, you've got the Twitter, you've got the TikTok, you've got YouTube, you've got the comments section there if you want to do that. Yep. Or you can go plus six one four five seven four five seven seven three six seven three six on the text line. Perfect. Text in. We are in the boardroom again this afternoon. Um, which you've been doing from the boardroom all week. I'm sure Joel and Fletch had some fun in here, but I'm gonna we're gonna use this as basically a Friday afternoon meeting. Just um, just a bit of a see how everybody's going. Um, there might be a few Friday drinks. Maybe somebody brings in some Cheetos, um, some Twisters, Twisties, that sort of thing. Hey, Stephen O'Keefe, welcome. How are you? I'm very very good. Bit tired. Stayed oh. up last night. Watched the every ball of the cricket. So finished up at about three thirty. Um, but very happy to be here. The Aussies now into a final. Text us in 0457 736 736. Were you one of the rare people to stay up and watch the game and what did you think about it? Would like to hear your thoughts, Professor. Fantastic. Um, and just to paint a picture for people at home, we are literally in a boardroom. Sitting yeah. at one end is Brooksy. He's going to take a photo. He's... Um, He's been the, I guess, the big swinging dick seat at the moment at the top of the. Can you say that? No, at the top did. of the boardroom. Um, and then you got sock and eye on the side, and then down the end there you have got the tourist. Hello, how how are you, Mark? You good, good afternoon, boys. Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm your tech operations manager today. I'm Very just good. Looking like I know what I'm doing. Mate, it's it looks impressive. Uh, and then finally, down in Melbourne, we've got an all star cast today. We've got Gibbo. Gibbo, are you down there, mate? I am down here, guys. And oh boy, it is great to be in Melbourne. God, I love Melbourne. It's awesome. Um, I'm a little bit sleep deprived. I will not lie. I've been here since 4.40 a.m. in the morning. Um, There's been, you know, I wouldn't say over 10 to 15 tech issues probably on my behalf due to lack of sleep. But here we are. I'm happy to be here, guys. And you guys are running me home today. Kibo, is there somebody in the room with you right now? Is that why you're saying you love Melbourne? Uh, Who's sitting in there? Is there a... Who is it? Is Jared Whateley there? Yeah, Look, I just, I'll just say that there's the initials are JW. GW. JW is here too. I don't know who that guy is, but he's his minder. Sounds like a guy. Now, we have a full boardroom this afternoon. It's going to go great, uh, this show. I can sense it. We've got, uh, well, listen to this for an all-star lineup. Wallabies legend Drew Mitchell will be joining us a little bit later in the show. Lots happening in the World of Rugby Union. National team needs a coach. The centralisation going on. The Roosters trying to poach players. Uh, lots to chat to him about. Sixers, Sixers captain Moses Enriquez. New South Wales cricket captain as well. Absolutely. Uh, how are they going? Are they still flying? Did they win their second match? Yeah, they, they are, they, they're back. 
Good to be chatting to him. Uh, Shawnee Omerot with a sports bet market update. That'll be coming to you from some seedy bar in Sydney, knowing Sean. Um, he'll pop out and pretend he's in the office. Classic Sean. Uh, and then, hey, SEN track analyst Dean Watling's back. Our hey, mate Dino. I have missed Dino. How were his tips last week? Very good. They're always very good. And they'll be good again. Did you bet on any of them? Yeah, or? all of them. <laughs> and they all won. Made heaps, yeah. <laughs> uh, do you need to hit a button there, something, Gibbo? A hit, yeah. Like a responsibly something? or it could be spending gamble responsibly. money on something else. Uh, now, the other event, um, oh, a couple of other things to mention so before don't we get be started. fooled by those there you go. who say they have a sure thing. There's always a catch to it. Now, uh, as we mentioned, there is a text line, 0457 736 736. Clearly, James Magnuson has already messaged in. He wrote back, bring back the missile. Because Lord knows he's the only one that's asking for that. Um, so, a <laughs> uh, couple of things to mention off the top. The caller of the week will win a $1,000 smoke alarm pack thanks to Red Smoke Alarms. Um, you can call us on 1300 01 1170. Get involved in the show. As Sock said, did you watch the cricket last night? Um, what, what stood out for you from that? Can we beat India? On Sunday, who knows? Think Red Smoke Alarms, think 10-year warranty, think Australian-owned, think redsmokealarms.com.au. Also, the best contributor of the day will win a double pass to the Three Blue Ducks restaurant at the Finer Drop Festival at Royal Randwick, uh, where you can enjoy your four curated courses with drinks to pair. Um, Geez, that sounds really good. Just hoeing into a few curated courses, that sounds great. Uh, the Trady Hour uh, is thanks to Amer, Amari Safety. Amer Safety, sorry, apologies. Your Australian-owned workwear and PPE provider. So I think that's all the stuff out of the way. Um, it's it's a great afternoon for sport, a great weekend for sport. We are pumped for Australia to take on India. Mm. Sock, both you and I. But uh, yeah. the other thing that's about to start right now, I believe, tourist is, and if you want to change the channel, we've got a giant screen in here. The Las Vegas uh, Formula One Grand Prix um, practice round is beginning as we speak. Um, very exciting. Do you like your car racing, Sock? I do now. I've been a little bit inspired from what I've read in the press uh, lately. Professor, are you across? Many the the of big this? story? The big story. Uh, you were telling me moment. about it. Um, why don't you tell the listener? Well, I'd love to, actually. Um, this has been touted uh, as a few hot laps in Las Vegas being provided. Yep. Um, the way that I'm reading it, though, you need to be a, an outstanding F1 driver. Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen offered free sex at Las Vegas Grand Prix as F1 hits Sin City. So what I'm reading, and I'll yeah. paraphrase for you, is Talk that the drivers me. are all allowed or have been offered free sex because prostitution is illegal, but they're being offered it for free. Is prostitution illegal in, in Nevada? It is, yeah. You're joking. Mm. City of Las Vegas. City of so Las Vegas, So this is sorry. just out of the city limits. It's, so you've got to travel 60 kilometres west to go and be offered. Good conversion from yeah, the miles. Yeah, Now, is uh, the idea that it's... It's actually 60 miles. Is it during the race? <laughs> is, it, is it during the race that they can take, I don't know, a left-hand turn and head to this broth lay and get, yeah. get their rocks off? That's a long pit stop, isn't it? it? Is. <laughs> long enough. That is, I think that's a... Look at the clock on you. That is a great initiative, um, and I'd like to congratulate um, the ladies of the night for doing that. I think that's fantastic. Uh, got me thinking, though, is Formula One a sport where you want to restrict um, lovemaking before competing? Like, do you want to be on edge? You know, there's certain sports where they say, like boxing, for example, they say, I'm not going to do any of that before I box because I want to be ready to go. Is that? Mm. Do you know Formula One? You want to be... I'd, does anybody I'd, know? What's your... Well, I, you know, I think about 
Glenn Maxwell, when he made a first ball duck against Pakistan, he talked about his optimal arousal. He was too aroused. So at oh. what level? For what? Car, I'd imagine you'd want to be a bit calm, wouldn't you? What was arousing Maxi at that moment? It, he was at optimal arousal, he said. Who was bowling to him? <laughs> <laughs> was it Shaheen Afridi? He's a good-looking bloke. He was, he was, who city was, was this in? He was over-aroused. And then he said the next night... <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Which city was he in? Some cities give him more arousal <laughs> than others, right? Karachi? Where was he? Wankedi, I think. Oh, there yeah. you go. Oh, yeah. this was during the World, World Cup. Cup. Yeah, only just recently, yeah. So... And then what did he do before he scored 201? He, his wife came over with her child and he didn't get any sleep, is what he said. But he was at uh, uh, optimal arousal. So he was past optimal arousal uh, against Pakistan, but then nailed it. So, so against Afghanistan, though, when he made the 201, had he, what had happened before that? I don't know. Yeah, yeah I think we all but know. But F1, I think, a bit like golfing. I'm not sure that anyone would be too keen to uh, head over there. Um, but the, the ladies are saying um, at the Chicken Ranch brothel, uh, any driver that wants to get their hearts racing and celebrate the F1 with me and Addison will be treated to 100% full complimentary coitus. <laughs> End quote. <laughs> End quote. Well, you know, it's at some point that's just two grown adults just, like, you know what I mean? There's, there's no transaction there, so I, I think it's great. As you were saying, it's just like a night off for the girls. They're probably... And these guys are very fit, um, very handsome. Yes, they are. And a great advertisement for the chicken farm. This is yeah. all free advertising. Absolutely. We're talking about it here. And yeah. there's a lot of people that are going from this part of the world Absolutely. to Vegas and, for a game in March. a lot of people just so, want to spend a bit of time what it would be like being a professional driver. I want to be where Max Verstappen has been, you know, oh, on a race course, driving. Yep. Uh, Gibbo, before you do Chicken radio, Ranch. do you what sort of what's what's your arousal level before you do radio, Gibbo? Well, it depends, Professor. Uh, usually, if it's before a Saturday morning, um, the arousal level there would be all through the roof. I'd say 120. Uh-huh. percent um, That sort of dies down at about 4 p.m. and then you try and get that back up throughout the night. Um, for today's right. show, for today's That's show, right. watching the um, the Australians beat. South Africa last night, the arousal levels were about 60 to 70% somewhere there, maybe 68 percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was awesome. Uh, did, you, did you sit up and watch it, Gibbo? Uh, no, I, I didn't sit up and watch it. I went and watched that uh, Flowers of the Killing Moon. Oh, any good? Scorsese. DiCaprio? Well, it was three and a half hours, guys, and, you know... Nah. I haven't got the attention span of uh, an intelligent person, so it's, it's hard to sit through three and a half hours... And, yeah, no, I didn't like it. There you go. One star. <laughs> um, so you are a cricketing expert, Sock. <laughs> it's one of the great movie reviews I've ever heard. Yeah. Sock, uh, you, um, you obviously – oh, sorry, did you have something, Tourist? Oh, I had a very rude joke I was about to make, but it's all yeah. good. You the sure? Mo- the moments. Will Mercedes this be is the boardroom. Will, oh, will Mercedes be taking pole position? Ah. Uh. You know, but, but yeah. the moment's gone. It's so, Mercedes you know. one two apparently. Yeah, there. Yeah, yeah you know. Oh, <laughs> chicken farm three. <laughs> oh, but the moment's good. gone. No, so no, 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 no. The moment's back. Um, afternoon, boys. Uh, stayed up. This is a, a text message. Benny from Spears Point. Stayed up and watched every ball for a second. There, I thought we'd be heading home, but giddy up. The boys got the chocolates. Uh, rip and enjoy, fellas. That's cheers from Benny. Now, you did you watch every single ball sock last night? I did. Yeah, I, I stayed up. Um, yeah, I was I was fascinated by the cricket. Sometimes, you know, over there in India, they're playing a lot of 
games where it's like 450 versus high 300s. But a low-scoring contest when you've got two quality batting and bowling attacks is just as good, just as riveting. So it kept me engaged throughout the whole uh, process. And you get to see a bit of light and shade with cricket. Generally, it's, you know, we all enjoy the Maxwell 200. We all enjoy the 100 off 40 balls. But watching someone like a Josh Inglis craft, you know, a, a high-scoring 20 in a pressure situation for me is just as satisfying. Um, and I, I enjoyed it. So I just wanted to watch it right through to the end because I felt like at any stage, um, and we did have another text in, it, it did feel like at any stage we could still lose that match. Even with 20 runs on the board and three wickets, you felt like, a, you know, there could be one of those moments in, in sport. Uh, that you felt like maybe this is the one that South Africa gets back. But as it turns out, South Africa uh, are a choke hazard. Uh, they've been banned from playing with marbles, <laughs> coins and little pieces of Lego, uh, as it turns very out. Good. <laughs> That's very good. Hey, that toss, right? So let's say you're captain. You've done a bit of captaining. Obviously, famously, one of New South Wales' Sheffield Shields' greatest captains, yep. Stephen O'Keefe. Would you have ever said, we'll have a bat? Weather conditions like that, a pitch like that, yeah, I, I looking, not being there and looking from afar, all the numbers will, will tell you that uh, batting first was the right thing to do. Really? Pat Cummins was going to bat first. Yeah, right. Matt Hayden called it a 300-plus wicket. Oh, um, yeah. And the ball certainly did still zip about, um, even when South Africa had the chance to bowl it with a new ball. They were just met with, um, met with some fine batting from uh, Travis Head, who just took it on his own to take down Kagiso Rabada, which is no mean feat on a, a wicket that was moving sideways, had plenty of bounce, a bit tennis ball. He, he went out and basically cracked the game open. 60 runs off the first six overs was, was a, you know, basically what set the game up. Uh, Rabada, he only bowled eight overs. Um, B- R- uh, Bavuma chose mm. not to bowl him at the end. Do you know why? He's been their best bowler for the last 10 years, hasn't he? Rabada, why didn't he... I felt like, uh, and we'll chat about this a bit later on, but I felt like uh, it did captain the game uh, very, very well. And that, that was another highlight that you get to see in these situations where when you're watching these scores of 450, there's not really much you can do as a captain except just sort of hold on and brace for impact. Whereas this one was very calculated. You saw field positions you hadn't seen before, a bat pad, leg slip, uh, you know, four guys inside the ring, the changing of bowlers, um, so, again, really, really intriguing contest for all you, you cricket sports lovers out there. That was uh, another memorable uh, semi-final that Australia's played in. It was. Lots to unpack. Um, for all you massive cricket nerds out there, 3.30, we are going to dig deep forensically and get into all the scores, all the, uh, I don't know, the subtle machinations that took place last night. We'll also take a little look forward to that um, massive match on Sunday. Can we win our sixth World Cup title. It might be... Let's not get into it. I was about to get into it again. We'll get into it. Sorry. 3.30. Just a reminder, if you do want to text in 0457 736 736, just so I know, Sock, when you are watching the cricket, uh, are you quite vocal? Like, do you annoy your partner? Are you shouting at the screen? Because these are guys you know. You you know, you you text them before matches and after matches. Are you... Do you shout at the screen? Not... No. I'm not... I'm more like... More in football, which seems to be a little bit more... Uh, you know, high octane, high energy cricket's a very placid uh, sport to watch. Can I ask you, do you appeal? Like when you see a close LBW on TV, are you like, is that? Like, are you up? Are you off the couch? I'm more of the bloke that sits with, like, uh, his pair of Y fronts on with the bowl of nachos on his belly and a beer 
complaining about the guy that didn't dive for the ball, like near the oh. fence, going, oh, you lazy. Oh, how did you not have a go at that? You know, I'm more of that guy that just likes to pan bikes and make them feel as shit as myself. So that's more as of As a bit of older Paso salsa just, just dribbling Just dribble, dribbles down and the red wine spills onto the carpet. While we, um, while we are asking you questions of how you watch the cricket sock, um, so you watched every ball, obviously, in front of the TV. How many, um, how many bottles do you reckon you put away? Last night, none. None? Yeah, none. none That's a world night. record, surely. Yep. What's going on, mate? Is anything yep. okay? No? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into that. It's 3.45 is the sock welfare check. Yes. Is that right? Yeah, I'm just looking at the rundown here. Straight up. 2.45 <laughs> in Queensland. 2.45. And uh, hey, what are you actually doing in Melbourne, Gibbo? I'm dying to know. It's... What's, what are you, are you down there? So as you know, you guys are in the boardroom, so there's a studio shutdown, so they need people to panel the shows from Melbourne, uh, and I'm doing it. So I'm down here for two weeks and a couple of days. I'm staying at a lady friend's place. Uh, it was a great first night. Uh, obviously, wined and dined and went to watch a movie. Arousal uh, levels? So arousal levels, like I said, in the 60s to 70s. Um, you know, it was a long day for both of us. Okay, great. So this we've just learned we've we've just learned why you went to this movie. So obviously your lady friend picked it, and you're trying to impress her. Is that what's going on? Yeah, I was trying to watch Barbie, um, but yeah, she she's a big Scorsese fan. Uh, obviously, she's a big Leo fan. Uh, so her arousal levels went from very low to very high <laughs> after watching a bit of Leo on TV. But yeah, that's why I'm down here, and it's um it's brilliant to be with you guys this afternoon. You know, there was an old thing back when I used to do stand up comedy. Yep. Uh, I wasn't great, but obviously um, the, the theory was it was a good place to take a woman on a date because the comedian would do all the work and get them laughing and with laughing comes endorphins and then all of a sudden arousal <laughs> and then you take you them think home. think about that way mm. too much. Uh, look, it's fact. Is it? No, I don't know if it's fact, but it was, it's an old theory, right? You take it, It's a good place to take a date is... Is a comedy night, as long as the comedian doesn't stink, which I probably broke up a few relationships. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. what about after the In the car the night, people. in the car yeah. and you've got nothing. Mate and yeah. and bloody Professor yeah. James Rochford's just killed it at the comedy store here in Sydney. Yeah. That's borderline breakup right there. Yeah, you're right. You've yeah. Just killed it. Yeah. Well, I can't tell you how often I'd leave a comedy gig and I'd the car park would just be chock full of people. <laughs> People just <laughs> autographs. Oh, autographs! Or yeah, just, yeah, that's just hard to get out. Hard to get out. Yeah, I couldn't get out because oh, they'd be going hell for leather in their cars. Um, <laughs> Mighty Mike and the boys. <laughs> anyway, uh, stick with us all afternoon. Lots more of that stuff. Um, that's uh, the promise. How good's the boardroom? Yeah, the boardroom's the best. Uh, yes, uh, we're on all afternoon. Just a reminder, call us, one three hundred zero one eleven seventy. You can win that prize to be the caller of the day or text us 0457-736-736. You're on the run home with the prof and the sock. Yes, welcome back to the run home with Joel and Fletch. This afternoon, you've got the prof and the sock. You've got the tourist. You've got Brooksy. You've got Gibbo. And we are all in the boardroom. Um, did you guys all get the agenda that I sent out? Yes, uh, I did. You did get the agenda. Mm. Uh, so we're going to be covering off a few items this afternoon. Um, if you're out there and you want to add to our agenda, uh, if there's an item that you'd like us to discuss in this serious board meeting, uh, text us 0457-736-736 or call us 1300-01-1170. Uh, first item, gentlemen, is uh, text messages that have been coming in. Um, <laughs> I'm really reading that top one. I'm wondering if Gibbo can describe his technique to get it back up. That's from David Kapalaba from mm. Melbourne to Kapalaba. Sydney. Yeah, that's Close a little time. thing called pilot. 
Pilot Fantastic. and Mosh. Uh, they, I'm not sure if they are great supporters of this station. They will be after this. Uh, not only have I grown hair in places I never knew it existed, I can I can go all night. <laughs> Hi, Prof and Sock. Yes, I stayed up and watched the cricket, and geez, it was an uncomfortable watch. The second half of our innings. What the hell is Marnus doing reverse sweeping when he is supposed to be our top order rock? He should have been out twice. That's Scott from from Quakers Hill. Thoughts? Is Marnus isn't our rock? Marnus is our paper, our scissors. Uh, I I agree with the sentiment from Scott um, from Quakers Hill because him and Steve Smith are meant to be the guys in the middle who are best players of spin. Um, and they're going to be judged accordingly. So we don't have that power game. We've got our stroke players and the guys who are meant to, I guess, absorb all that pressure and then see through to the end, um, you know, and it, it, it's always going to look pretty poor. And I think what Scott's referring to is Shamsy. If the umpire had given him out, had a, a, an umpire's call, go his way and then go against him um, at the back end. Uh, and when you're looking at a small run chase of three runs per over, you're like, wow, oh, does he need to take that risk? It's a very much a double-edged sword, and unfortunately for Marnus, didn't go his way. Well, funnily enough, uh, Virat, who is now uh, the best ODI batsman of all time, 50 ODI hundreds, as we saw on Wednesday, is a man that doesn't do reverse sweeps, doesn't do paddle shots, doesn't do a whole bunch of these shots that these guys do. Uh, should we be taking a leaf out of Virat's book? I think it's about just doing it your own way, whether it's to be aggressive, be defensive, but you will always be judged on the end product. And how you get there is completely up to you, how you like to cut the game up. Now, Marnus does play the reverse sweep. He did play it during that innings and got an under, underneath edge that went for two or three. Uh, it's a part of his game. Uh, same as a hard sweep is the same for him. So, uh, you know, and V-Rate is just at a different level completely. 51-day hundreds. He scores 100 every five innings, which is just... Just phenomenal um, and deserves that tag as the greatest ODI player ever. Do you ever think of the fact that you and, and Virat started at the academy together and you were roommates and, you know, Virat's there and you're in the boardroom with I, us? D- I used to. So I went to the academy uh, in 2004. Dave Warner, Steve Smith, Matthew Wade, just a few guys who kicked on a little yeah, bit further than myself. Yeah. And we had a, an Indian group of players that came over uh, as part of a tour, and they just played the Under-19 World Cup. So him, uh, Tanmay, Varun Arun, um, Abhinav Mukun. So some guys that not the listeners will know, but have all played for India and gone on. And they're really talented group. We play an emerging players tournament. We played New Zealand. We played guys like Trent Bolt. Um, but VRAC came over for India. And um, I used to be the designated team bus driver, uh, believe it or not, because I was a little bit older than everyone else. So I, could, I was 24 and everyone was a bit younger. I drove and went to pick up the airport and I picked Virat up and had, you know, a great relationship with him. I used to take him to ASICS where I used to get him half-price shoes. He was like, I need these, Steve, I need to get these ASICS shoes. Can you take me? So I used to take him out to the factory, uh, get half-price shoes. Anyway, you know, 10 years later, we go over to India and he's just signed a $20 million deal with Puma. Um, And I hadn't seen him basically since the academy. I said, hey, mate, what about these? What about a pair of shoes? Can you... Can you hook us up? Maybe some half-price shoes. And he just basically said, I'll see what I can do. Um, New phone, who dis? Anyway, first test comes around, knock him over off stump, and he didn't speak oh, to me. Oh, yeah, so, good yeah, set yeah, I, yeah. I remember yeah. because in the so press conference... I didn't conference, get the shoes, but I got his off pole. You did. <laughs> but in the pre- Do you remember the press conference he called you... Rubbish. No, he said... It's- <laughs> 
No, he said it's difficult for him to get out. He said it's very difficult when I get out to a part-time bowler. Do you remember that? He A part-time spinner. We played the second test and he was – the, the change rooms were so close to the rooms that he was yelling obscenities over when he'd been getting out. It wasn't even against me, but how – to the point where he had to come up to the end of the game and said, mate, I'm just letting my emotions sort of get the – the better of me, but he just kept. But I love that tag. I was like, I right, mate, right, you call me what you want. But that off stub, if you need it, if you're looking for it, um, <laughs> it's should have got him to sign it, mate. Yeah, oh. anyway, those guys have all kicked on. We're at the greatest ODI player ever. And I, mate, the other blokes have killed me in this boardroom right now. Mm. You've kicked on. Yeah. Call of the week $1,000 smoke alarm package. Thanks to Think Red Smoke Alarms. Think 10 year warranty. Think Australian owned. Think red smoke alarms.com.au. So give us a call. Uh, Amy with the news is now after the news. It's good old Shawnee Omarod from Sportsbet. The ODI Cricket World Cup. No ad breaks in play on KO Sports. Download now. Start to complete the first over. Bowls and Bavuva enters and he's caught. Australia gets the skipper for a duck. And Mitch Stark strikes in the first over. Hazelwood bowls. Big shot up in the air from Decott. Down the ground. It carries and caught. Bounces in. Bowls. Oh, it's a full toss. Miller says, thank you very much. I'll have a piece of that. As he's bowling. Miller whacked him across the line into the crowd. That's his hundred. Cummins bowls. Miller pulls. He didn't get on, but he's going to get caught. Right on the boundary. Barter. Bang, down the grounds. Courts. Glenn Maxwell diving catch at long on. And that finishes South Africa at 212. Rabada sets in. He bowls to Mitch Marsh, who plays up his lead. He's caught magnificently at cover. Van der Dessen flying through the air to his left. Two for 87, Australia head. Clubs it in the onside. Out through mid-wicket. Pull shot for four. And that's 50 to Travis Head. Shams it at Maxwell. Tried the huge hike across the line and missed it cold. Stark drives hard through the onside fields. It scurries away for four. Two to win. Cummins with a short ball. Guides it away. Three point to the boundary. The captain with the winning runs. A nervy chase for Australia. Successfully navigated and off to another World Cup final. Australia through to their uh, eighth World Cup final. Uh, looking to win for the sixth time. Uh, we defeated South Africa, who have lost their sixth semi-final uh, in the World Cup. At what point do they give up, Sock? South Africa. Mm. Well, I mean, it, it's. I guess they haven't lost every semi-final. They've tied one, haven't they? Yeah, but they didn't get to go through. Mm, but it's not a loss, is it? Still a tie. Nah, but they were losers, not a win. Correct. So yeah. haven't played in a World Cup final. I mean, they won the toss. You know, they saw the conditions, Professor. They decided to bat. Uh, I think they were like 10 runs off eight overs. The Aussie Quicks had been pretty ordinary up front. Not ordinary, but hadn't been to their standards up front with the new ball in the first 10 overs. Um, just turned it on. They were impeccable with their line and length. And again, it was the test bowling trio mm. of Cummins, so Stark nice, and yeah. Hazelwood um, that got the job done. I, I did think it was a little bit remiss of Putty to not bowl Josh Hazelwood out his 10. However, I could understand how they fell into that position given that they bowled Travis Head, who had an exceptional game-turning spell of bowling. Well, um, I also understand that after the rain delay, 
they put the spinners on to make sure they got to 20 overs. Yeah, that, it did feel a bit like that, yeah, didn't it? Yeah, so I think, obviously, Hazelwood and Stark were ripping through them. Four for 24, but then there was that fear that if you don't get to 20 overs, then, uh, then it's not a game. And obviously, if we... Uh, if we didn't finish that full game and the rain got the better of us, South Africa were going to go through. Could you imagine if at 4 for 24, if that rain had set in and it hadn't finished, I, South I was, Africa goes through, that I, would have been terrible. I was thinking that. But then I thought, well, the next day, unless it was going to rain consistently, you only had to, you kept playing that game through to the next day. So there was a huge amount of time um, for the game to finish. There was a little bit of a rain delay at 4 for 24. Um, but that was it for the most of the night. So that all the rain that we'd talked about and South Africa had hoped for um, didn't eventuate. But a really, really good close contest, you know, worthy of a semi-final and two great teams. But, um, you know, Pat Cummins said in the press conference beforehand that he was, he knew in the big pressure moments, the big game moments, the knockout play, that his players were able to step up and step forward and they, they certainly did. David Miller for South Africa, an amazing innings from him. Came to the crease, as we said, when it was 4 for 24. Uh, second ball, he edged it. Um, it went between second and third slip, I think yep. it was. Uh, and then he went on to make, well, what is now the first century from a South African in a knockout stage of a World Cup. Pretty amazing when you think they've, as we said, six semi-finals for him to be the first mm. one to do it. Um, as you were saying, Travis Head bowled well. He got his two wickets. Um, he picked it was two balls in uh, two wickets and two balls that really swinged things, um, swung things. Sorry, Pat Cummins at times, as you know, he's been criticised for some of his captaincy decisions, bowling people too long, bringing people on at the wrong time. Travis Head was a bolt from the blue, and was the exact right move. Yeah, well, listening to two great captains of Australia, both um, you know have won tournaments. Aaron Finch with the T Twenty Australian side, captain of the One Day team, and Ricky Ponting were both saying the over before we need to get. Travis Head into the, the bowling mix and Pat Cummins decided to bowl Travis Head the next over because uh, Adam Zampa was probably having, you know, one of the rare non-night outs uh, for him. But it's one thing to say, another thing to do it. And they brought uh, Travis Head on. His first two balls went for four cl- class and looked like he was going to line him up. Uh, he came around the wicket to the right-handed class and who hit him over cover for four, first ball over pitched. The next one was slightly short and he sort of flat bat it past mid-off and you felt like, wow, okay, mo- big momentum shift here into South Africa's favour. Clarsen's away, he's going at a runner ball. You've got Miller at the other end holding up. They're starting to create a, a, a bit of a partnership and Travis said then went back over the wicket and it was a really odd dismissal, a ball that spun and he played inside the line. Just You don't, you very rarely see a dismissal like it against an off-spinner um, and that really did change the course of the game. His next ball, he knocked over uh, the all-rounder and um, South Africa went from being four down to six down very, very quickly and were able to save, salvage a score of 200 plus. That innings from Miller was just unbelievable. A chanceless 100. Um, showed the light and shade of batting. Great defence. Owned his defence really, really well. Manipulated the ball well when he needed to hit singles and took Zampa down um, when he overpitched, which was... Um, as I said, not too many people get a hold of Adam Zampa, but you know he picked the right balls to attack when he was over full and pitched. When he got up above the eye line and gave it a bit of air, didn't matter who was out. Miller decided to take him on. It was great. Jeez, I had a good night watching it. Uh, Australia, they will go to their eighth World Cup final, as I said, to take on India. And just a reminder: six p.m. Queensland, seven p.m. on Sunday in Sydney. 
It's the ODI World Cup final. Um, it is live from Narendra Modi Stadium. 130,000 people will pack in there. I reckon it'll probably be half and half, Aussies and Indian fans, do you reckon? Did you watch the game last night? It felt like it was all South Africa. Did you hear that? It was yeah. almost like they were dead. De- and that's probably the hallmark of a good side when the crowd is dead set against, against you. you. Absolutely. Uh, Jared Waitley and Damien Fleming, they will be leading the call. They were great last oh. night, Brooksy, did you? Emotive. They were effervescent. Loved it. it, it was, I was in the car and it was just... It was great. He was up. He made some big comments, Jared Wheatley, during the week, didn't he, in regards to India and their pitch conditions and mm. how they're, you know, and, and you know, last night he would have been, it would have been more fulfilling for his argument or conversation at the very least, seeing that absolute Bunsen burner against the Aussies. But uh, I like the fact that he can come out and express himself. He was so passionate about the pitch like he was about trying to move the Sydney oh, test. God. Remember last year. <laughs> yeah. But we've got the passions there. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's just great. Um, to say it's not focused on, in on Sydney this time. Well, he's trying to move the city to Hobart to make it Melbourne to Hobart. Have you heard <laughs> that? <laughs> uh, yes, make sure you tune in for that. Australia <laughs> looking for a record sixth ODI World Cup win. We'll be back. You're on the run home with the Prof and the Sock. Yes, you're on the run home with Joel and Fletch this afternoon. You've got the Prof and the Sock. We're in the boardroom. We've got the tourists. We've got Brooksy. We've got uh, Gibbo down in Melbourne. We're having a wonderful time. Because we're up and about because the Aussies are into their eighth World Cup final. And one of the... How many ODIs did you play for Australia, Sock? Zero. Oh. Brooksy, did you play any ODIs <laughs> for Australia, mate? Or? I went to two of them okay. as a fan. Yeah, great. You played some T20s for Australia, T20s, though. T20s, yeah. Yeah, mate. Mm. Exact same thing. So, uh, Sock's got <laughs> lots of... Where do you sit on this whole reducing the game to 40 overs chat? Ravi Shastri wants to do it. Wazim Akram wants to do it. They think that... Basically, they're saying that the overs between 11 and 40 don't mean anything. So if you can cut basically 10 overs out of the match, then it'll mean more. They did. They they have done that uh, 40 over competition in England, who actually invented the T20 game uh, as well. It just, I, I don't think you'll ever get rid of the the ODI. Well, there you go, format of 50 overs. India love it so much, and you watched it. You'll see it with 130,000 Indians there. That is the main reason why the game will still be alive. Okay. But they don't... I mean, do they have any power, India, in cricket? Listen, Sean will know. Hey, it is time now um, to make it look easy with sports, but it's Shawnee Omarod. Are you there, Sean? I'm here, boys. What's happening in that boardroom? Sockie's a bit flat. Uh, everyone else seems up and about, though. Can we, can we just lift soft, please? Oh, well, it's because the last time I was in a boardroom, it was a very uncomfortable hour of my life, uh, <laughs> getting my backside handed to me. Which one was this one? Mm. <laughs> yoga? Can you know? <laughs> uh, good to have you. Good to have you on board, Shawnee. Did you stay up last night and watch any of the cricket? You, you sound a bit tired. Were you there just mixing the numbers? You know, the Aussies, no. so they fluctuated. Went from 10 bucks. Sorry, South African, 10 bucks into 4 bucks. Did you watch the game? Yeah, I watched the uh, I watched the first innings. I watched us bowl. Then got a bit, I've been a bit uh, sick, Socky, the last couple of days. The, 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 voice is, uh, the voice is struggling a bit. I actually feel okay, but just sound terrible. But uh, no, I didn't start the whole way. Um, but it sounds like things got a bit, uh, got a bit dicey there for a, for a while. So, um, But in any case, we're through to the final. Uh, what have we gone for a record? Is it six, six World Cups? Is that, do I hear that? Pretty sure. Yeah. That's, uh, that's unbelievable. Really? Eighth final. Mm. Yeah. We're good. I'll give us that. Mm. Australia at cricket. We are good. Have you got some odds on that? Surely, ugh, yeah. are we, what are we looking at? Can I take a guess? Are we sort of $3, Australia? Oh, you're very good. You're very good at this, Prof. Um, <laughs> yeah. Almost 
almost three bucks, two dollars ninety to be exact. So not really powerhouse uh, type price there for the Aussies. India a dollar forty. They were a dollar forty five um, in the outright before last night's game. So they've trimmed up a touch there. Um, two dollars ninety standalone game. I give us a big shout, boys. What what, what says the experts? Soft here. Are we in with a sniff? Is that overs? Is that a bet? I I do really like those odds for a two horse race. India have been just playing so well, uh, but you know I just think Australia when they piece it together uh, at two ninety, I, I I wouldn't mind a piece of them. Mm. A couple other ones well, to chat here. Oh, sorry, Shawnee, you go. <laughs> no, no, well, we've even got a uh, a little King Coley Hubbard on site. Just goes to show how well he's going. So. Uh, for all the Coley lovers out there, jump on. We've even got a bit of uh, hit a six bingo, wicket taker bingo, you name it. It's up on uh, up and betting at Sportsbet, lads. Very good. Um, I'm getting a bit of a wind up in here, so I've got to hurry on. The, the Guineas and <laughs> Rupert Clark. Um, just if, if I'm rabbiting on, just play the music. But we'll start quickly with the uh, thousand <laughs> Guineas tomorrow. Obviously, you're going to get all the tips from um, from Dino later. But I'll just give you the market rundown. He can give you the good mail. Coa Volante. Is the favourite in the Guineas four dollars? Skybird was the fab yesterday four dollars twenty, but it's been usurped uh, by the two with Blake Shin on board, and then the Rupert Clark. This one gets you into the All Star Mile now, so a bit to uh, a bit to play for here. Magic Time is the favourite at four dollars eighty. I am me and Straight Acer the next two at eight dollars fifty. But stay tuned for all of Dino's tips. Very good, we will. Dino's on very soon, um, and then Man City take on Liverpool. Um... Yeah. Yep, we, I get the Gibbo's giving me a hard wind here. <laughs> hard, hard wind. What do you got for us? Very can, you, aroused, can, you, can you tell Gibbo to piss off? I think we've lost him down in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, he's playing you off. Quick, Man City, Liverpool. Where's he gone? 33. See you, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Make that. it look easy with sports bet. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Yes, you're on the run home with Joel and Fletch. Thanks to Hyundai, the Hyundai Kona N-Line. Imagine to be bold. It's Friday, which means it's the prof and the sock. We're in the boardroom. We're having a great time. The tourists in. Brooksy's in. Uh, Gibbo's on the line from Melbourne. Um, cracking first hour. We just had lots of cricket to chat about. Um, had a wonderful chat to Shawnee Omerod um, and a bunch of other stuff. So get on the podcast if you can, uh, where you get your podcast, Spotify, Apple, all that stuff. It's the run home with Joel and Fletch. Coming up in the second hour. Dean Watling's back. He's got a few tips for the weekend. The yes. horses continue to go round. Uh, Socceroos, they've had a big win over Bangladesh. Um, we'll look at the week in sport. Lots going on. There'll be a new NRL news update. To, uh, it's a 12-month cycle now, the NRL. Uh, and then uh, the best segment that we do here on a Friday, Pounding the Paint. It's my NBA segment. Can't wait. So if you want to get involved in the chat, um, if you've got any questions, any anything to do with the ODI for Sock, uh, he's an expert. Or the Socceroos, he's an expert because his name's Sock. Um, I think that works. Text in 0457 736 736. We'll be back in a little bit.